0: up guys welcome to another episode of the two kiwis in a thing podcast and i feel like after listening to that intro music we're gonna take like a 180 degree turn <laughs> and change the mood completely here um tally and i just less than like 12 hours ago actually it was like eight hours ago went yeah. to a buffalo abattoir in lao now i never heard the word abattoir before What is an abattoir?
1: So I never heard of an abattoir either. But it is essentially a place where they kill buffalo in order to get the meat uh, for people to buy at the market and consume.
0: Yeah, so essentially a slaughterhouse Mm -hmm. for buffalo, specifically buffalo or any type of animal.
1: I think an abattoir is just an overall term for any slaughterhouse but this was specifically a buffalo abattoir and we are in lao so Mm -hmm. this kind of abattoir is a lot different than i think what we would see in the west which is actually something we were talking about how we felt like we needed to see now
0: yeah because well we can set the scene just a little bit right here initially it was a single slaughtering of one buffalo that happened last night as opposed to like you know mass manufactured or um what is it called an assembly line of like slaughterings that's probably what we think happens in the united states or western countries
1: it started with a single and then on the other side of the wall there was five
0: yeah yeah the neighbors next door
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we we started off by going there at we woke up we took a cat nap i Mm -hmm. took a cat nap you didn't i couldn't
0: sleep (laughs) For obvious reasons.
1: And we woke up and left at 1230 to go meet Mr. Vasai, who was my gardening boss at uh, Living Land Farm where I volunteered. And he took us to the abattoir. We followed him on our motorbike.
0: And my question about that was, like, why is this guy, I mean, you know him, but why does this guy know how to go to an abattoir? Like, what's his connection to the abattoir? And it ends up that he was just friends with somebody who worked there. And that was actually his first time going, too.
1: Yeah, which was very interesting to me because we'll talk more about him later, but he um is just a very kind kind person. So mm-hmm. when we got there and he's he said to me, I don't know if you heard that, but he said he looked at me and he said I could never do this. Mm. Like I could never kill a buffalo.
0: Yeah. But he killed you you with him killed a duck.
1: Yes, he taught me how to kill a duck and butcher it and eat the whole thing. We used every part. Um I thought that was an important education into where our food comes from, which is kind of where we, why we ended up at the avatar in the first place, too. I had no idea that that, that would take me there.
0: So when you kill the duck, he made the suggestion, I'm going to take you to an avatar.
1: He kind of joked about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, if we're going to do this, let's do it.
0: Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually <laughs> happened, which is, and I, I, I was just, I guess, along for the ride. Um, so thank you for that experience. It was very, very eye opening mm-hmm. to say the least.
1: I think what made it even more eye opening is the fact that it happens at in the middle of the night and it was like a nice rain was happening and when we were going, it mm-hmm. was like the perfect scene for the start <laughs> of like a eerie movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was definitely nervous.
1: And we so we follow Mr. Vasai on our motorbike and I kind of knew the area of town where we were going, but then we just pulled into this dirt road and we just wound up at this, it was kind of essentially like a garage. Mm -hmm. Um, There were several huts where I believe people live around. Like at one point we heard a man coughing. Yeah. (laughs) I think he was sleeping and like he started coughing. So this is happening throughout Luang Prabang and throughout the world just like right around the corner from other businesses
0: yeah you wouldn't even like where know where we
1: live yeah you literally wouldn't even know
0: so aside from like this is where the, you're gonna start painting a mental picture in your head about what's going on here so aside from the hacking like literally with hatchets mm-hmm. of the bones yep. the animal doesn't really make a noise at least in the five or six cases that we saw
1: no so basically how it works is we rolled up and got off our motorbikes and there was already a buffalo whose head was tied to a pole and i i mean i told you this morning that i was i've just kind of been thinking about it and i think that image is like like the buffalo's head is just tied and it's very quiet there's like no music. No music. No one's really talking. Although they were very friendly to us when we got there, they were mm-hmm. very welcoming.
0: There's three guys.
1: Yeah, and they are sharpening their knives. They have different sets of knives that they sharpen um, with water and a stone, and then they started to kick. They started to kick the buffalo a little bit, or they kicked it around. I think to get it to move. But I also we had been told ahead of time by um Steven who else i am who I'm volunteering for also that they it, it i thought it was going to be a lot more gruesome the overall thing
0: mhm mhm yeah I, I think aside aside from like the initial part where it's living mhm like how, and i think just the reason they kicked it was because there's a slight in or decline uh-huh. on the floor so when the blood does drip out of the animal, it goes down the drain. Yeah. And they just wanted him initially in pointed a down. Position. Yeah. So I don't think it was... Cru- I, I Overall, I don't think these people were cruel people at all. No. Like, at the end of the day, this is their job. This is how they make money. And like you said, this happens thousands of times all over the world every day.
1: Mm-hmm. So... So then they... So they put him in position. And then they get an axe... And hit the head, and he kind of didn't. He fell to the ground, or the buffalo fell to the ground, kind of limp. And then they take a knife and put it in the throat, and they begin to collect blood, because blood is um it's a hot commodity here. People use it to eat. You kind of make like a blood soup with all sorts of herbs, which sounds awful, but I actually made one myself with the duck, and it was amazing
0: like salty and
1: it wasn't like so salty actually it was you don't so i thought it would taste like super irony and like have a weird texture but it's literally just like a it accentuates like all the herbs Mm. it's just like a really light um broth i guess you'd call it even though it's not you don't eat it like hot it's like room temperature and you cut up, like, cilantro and chili and all of these local herbs. And we stir-fried all the innards of um, the duck and then let it cool off. And then that was all mixed together with fish sauce and water. And there's, like, a whole chemistry to mixing it so that it doesn't get too gelatinous. Like, it, the consistency was, like, really nice,
0: mm-hmm. very
1: fresh. So I think that's what they must do with this. They sold the... Got, they collected all the blood, and then we asked later, they sell each bag for um, 20,000 kip a kilo, or a liter.
0: Yes, yes. And I have a question about your blood soup mm-hmm. that you ate. Yeah. Was it red? Because like when it came out of the buffalo, it was obviously pure red. Yeah. Like the reddest red the you brightest can imagine. The red, yeah. Was it red soup that you ate? Yes. Oh, wow. wow. It was
1: a little darker, I think... Because of the, how it gets seasoned and it sits for a while before we ate it. But it wasn't, it was still red.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, so yeah, the 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 prices fascinated me. Like how much they bought it for, how much they sold every like individual part for. Mm-hmm. I think he said it was 50,000 kip for a liter of blood, buffalo blood. And it was 10,000 for like the gut mm-hmm. and whatever. I don't even know what the brown stuff was.
1: Oh, yeah. So, wh- well, let's get, let's continue and okay. then we'll get to that. So, they drain the blood out of the neck and they have these giant bowls. And in the bowls, there's like salt and pepper. So, the blood is falling into these bowls and it's getting seasoned immediately. And the man is like stirring it with his hand as he's collecting the blood. And then there's another guy who starts jumping on top of the animal to make sure he's getting the blood out. He's yeah. like, essentially like pumping it. Like if you were doing, um, Uh, What's it called? When you're...
0: Oh, like chest compressions? Yeah. Yeah. And he's on... The buffalo's on his side at this point. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mostly, his eyes are still open, like blinking kind of at this point.
1: Yeah. So the buffalo's still alive when you collect the blood because the duck was when we collected the blood.
0: And the the thing that's listening, like I hear in my mind is the like swooshing of the intestines when the guy was jumping on the buffalo. Uh Uh-huh. It was just a really...
1: Like a balloon.
0: Yeah. A really gruesome sound. up and down. Yeah. The air sucking in and out. Oh yeah. my god.
1: And then he keeps on taking the knife and keeps putting it in and finding more blood. Like more and more and more just came
0: out. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. They filled up that whole. I don't even know how much that was. It many was many, so liters. many liters. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just like sitting in the body. Like... Yeah. I don't know. Circulating. Around the organs.
1: hmm So then all the blood is collected. They put it to the side. And they take a knife of some sort. And they basically chop off the head. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then that's where, like, the real butchering starts.
0: Yeah. One guy starts working on the head. The other two start skinning it. De-skinning it.
1: Yeah. Which I s- thought... The overall process of, like, the butchering is, like, such an art. hmm Like, these guys are skilled.
0: They really are. They know exactly what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and they don't have to speak. It's just, like, a kind of like an orchestra or symphony of just, like, using different knives and different techniques to collect every single part. There's... That's the thing I respect about here, maybe, versus more than Western countries, or I don't know about what's going on in Western countries, but they use... Pretty much every part of the animal here is consumed or used for something.
0: Yeah, or they they sell it at the the market. Yeah. The only the only thing that they didn't use was the the waste from the animal. Like, inst- they open up the yeah, stomach yeah. and put that <laughs> yeah. down the drain. Yeah. And I guess they do lose some blood because the floor was at points covered in blood. Mhm. But they do a pretty good job of hosing it down every like five to ten minutes. Yeah, so, like, wash was down the drain. yeah yeah because like when we went there the you would never know that a buffalo was slaughtered there no there was no blood anywhere yeah so they're although sanitation like yeah. that was my biggest concern like well the reason they do it at 12 or what was it one o'clock in the morning yeah and so they can have the meat freshly prepared for the market at what time
1: the, they go to the market, I think, at like three thirty or four.
0: Okay, so literally the animal has just died a couple hours before somebody buys it. Th- I don't think there's any refrigeration in between, but maybe that's okay.
1: I think we got lucky because it was also really cool last night. Mm. Like, if it's a hot, hot night. Yeah. I, I don't know, but yes, I think it's I think it's okay up to a point, and then.
0: And then the bacteria starts growing on it, and yeah that's that yeah that's why anytime i've seen like in these uh, we're not like second world countries Them selling meat in markets i'm always so so skeptical but i know that's like if you go to a restaurant that's probably where your meat's coming from
1: mm-hmm, definitely
0: and i guess it, mm, you can get sick but apparently it's it's okay
1: i think if it's getting cooked it's killing off a lot of the bacteria mm-hmm. not all of it but a lot of places it gets cooked off
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it's well done, it d- and it probably depends on what animal you're talking about too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so where were we? We had the the head separated from the body. The skin was peeled off.
1: Yep, and then they start going through the um. So they take they take off all the skin and then start going through the ribs and essentially all of the, um inner organs come out of like the backside
0: Mm -hmm. yeah they're like the side like the side of the body so it's yeah pretty much a slice with a knife from the lower neck all the way down to the just close to the rear of the animal and that was really interesting to just see the stomach spill out of the 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 casing like the rib cage and Mm -hmm. whatever's left over of the skin it just kind of like flows out in this one and it's not even just
1: the stomach it's this is like a full anatomy lesson this is like (laughs) it's the stomach it's the liver it's the small intestine the large intestine the adrenals the there's what else is there that comes out
0: the liver did you say the liver yeah um i don't know i i took a lot of different (laughs)
1: organs and then they start breaking each one down and cleaning each one. Each one has its own technique to get cleaned because they've got a lot of stuff inside them.
0: Yeah, and it seems like the one guy was responsible for all the internal organs, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he was the lead. The lead guy, yeah. He uh, he did it one by one. I think he started with the gut. Or no, no, the intestine. The yeah. Bit, the large intestine and then the small intestine. Mm-hmm. And what he did was with each one of those, he... Um, separated it from everything else and then he at one end um, just sort of like with his hand essentially pushing out I don't know what is in there like just bile
1: food. or something I don't know D- yeah it's like every part of the digesting food
0: mm-hmm. and it's like a liquid so he that's they bucketed that as well mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then towards the end of the night they put it in bags like they did with the blood and they sell that as well. And that was 10,000 kip a bag for a liter, yeah. which and is like a dollar.
1: You saw too that they they bag it up, but then he they was diluting it with water. <laughs> he was <laughs> to so make proud more. of
0: himself. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were talking in Lao, and then um, Mr. Vasai, who took us there, he can translate between Lao and English. And he was saying that, explaining to me, as the guy was laughing, as the, the main guy was laughing, I dilute it so I can make more money <laughs> with water. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. Like, nobody knows any better. Yeah. And
1: they take that and they boil it with... They boil it and then they put other animal parts in it. I think that's what they do with that. Mm-hmm. They eat it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that took a while. That took a long time. Just for this... Just for that yeah. inner peace. And then while that's happening, they also... um every single rib gets separated and starts getting chopped up. So I didn't count how many ribs, but I'm guessing 12 on each side or six on each side.
0: Oh, there's more than that.
1: They were huge. Yeah. And they break them down into like little bits and then sell them all. And then there's another guy who's literally taking apart every piece of the head. And then what's interesting is they were weighing it and then they put it all in these like plastic bags and everything gets brought to
0: the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so as they're going, they're they're bagging it up and mm-hmm. weighing it, which is good. The uh, the number I remember is like of actual meat. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, just meat is 147 kilograms, which is yep. a little bit more than double that in pounds. I think. Is that conversion rate? I hope so. <laughs> so maybe like 300 and some pounds of just me what that's like we were trying to figure it out like the f- filet and the flank and mm-hmm. all the they other were explaining of
1: meat. each cut as they brought it out
0: mm-hmm. um
1: i have to say i think the most interesting organ which we still don't know the name of was the one that was literally like rock hard and it was he opened it up and it was like a filter mm-hmm. and they kept on calling it like a map or like a book
0: yeah which it that was descriptive like, yeah because there's, like, these flaps around some central part that just, like... It's kind of like an air layered. filter.
1: It looks like an air filter.
0: And we we felt it, and it felt like It felt cloth. like fabric, yeah. So it is probably a, some type of filter, like, to filter out thick yeah. stuff.
1: That and the inside of the stomach. So he slid open the stomach, and then all of the um, grass, basically... <laughs> Gets washed away, and then the lining of the stomach looks kind of like a brain or like coral, and it's soft. And so he takes that, puts it in a tub, and then they have um, lime, which they spill into the tub and with water. And lime gets rid of bacteria, which is an interesting thing to note. We spread lime out on the ground at the buffalo farm for people to walk through so that they don't bring in bacteria to the farm. So I thought it was so crazy that he was putting lime into the bucket to clean the stomach. Um,
0: and this isn't actually like lime fruit, right? No, it's, it's like
1: a limestone, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's ground up. It's white powder. It's mm-hmm. a white powder. He put it in and then he got in the bucket with his boots and started stomping on it. It reminded me of this, of that movie or of that... Um, youtube video like the grape stomp lady
0: oh i never seen that
1: oh it's a funny video but i was like this is so weird watching this
0: i do know it's like this is a throwback i love lucy (laughs) yes yes (laughs) yes episode where she makes wine
1: (laughs) yes it was exactly like that (laughs) he was stomping on the stomach and i think part of it is to uh, like get rid of the bacteria and then the other part is it um tenderizes it
0: mm yeah.
1: It tenderizes the meat. And then from there, he gets out of the bucket and he takes a spoon and starts to s- scrape off the lining. Mm-hmm. And he does it for half of it. And then he leaves half of it with the lining because different people like different things.
0: Oh, I didn't, re- I didn't see that part. Yeah. Yeah, that took him a while, that part alone.
1: It was so much work. And I asked if it's the same, if it costs the same because it was so time intensive and it's the same price.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, this is also crazy to think back and it was just a few hours ago. The one thing I do remember also was the horns because like, we were mm-hmm. both curious about what they do with the horns mm-hmm. and this will, unless we misunderstand them, which it could be a possibility, but <laughs> they had this whole like freezer full of horns and it was just laid on ice. They, um, they sell them To the Chinese. No, Vietnamese. Oh, the sorry. They sell them to the Vietnamese, the wealthy Vietnamese, for them to use in their roof.
1: Yeah, to make like the roofing or ceiling out of.
0: I I just... We need
1: to research that. We do. I told Mr. Asai I needed to research that so we can tell him what we found too. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was... So there was just like this red freezer bucket to the side. It's not a, a freezer... What do you call that thing?
0: Just like a chest. A meat
1: locker. Okay. It was a meat locker. Yeah, meat locker chest. Mm-hmm. And I was like curious what was in it. So when he walked over there and he opened it up, it was like all of this ice and all of these horns on ice.
0: I wonder why they have to keep it cool. Because it's like, I thought it would be like dead, like cartilage or something.
1: I don't know. It must be st- still sort of some living.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that's literally the only piece that they put in. Like temperature control. The Th- horns. It's true.
1: Yeah. Because when once we were done, so they that was pretty much like the end of the butchering. And then a lot of it, it turns into weighing and like bagging and all of that. But once that was done, it they kind of were just sitting around waiting with the meat just out mm-hmm. waiting to go to the market. And then we went over and looked at like the five buffalo that were happening on the other side,
0: mm-hmm. which they started like, I don't know. An hour after the other guys, that I
1: think it was at, yeah, like it was either one thirty or two thirty. Two thirty, I think is right.
0: And that was, I think, like you alluded to earlier, a a step up mm-hmm. from just the one being slaughtered. Because it was like a step towards the right direction, or like just more, I don't know, automated or more happening at once. Yeah, and it felt. I guess slightly crueler.
1: My stomach feels weird thinking
0: about it. Does it right yeah, now?
1: Yeah, right now. It was, so they were, f- we were just peeking over this wall. This is, these two slaughterhouses are apparently neighbors, but they're different businesses. And I was peeking over the wall and there's five buffalo with their heads tied up. Um, the lights I thought were a little brighter over there. And there were 12 people working. Mm-hmm. right the so we counted 12. Mm-hmm. and so they just start one by one doing the exact same thing that we saw with the one mm-hmm. and then they get into the whole like groove and they have some there was interesting because there were women over there too
0: yeah we didn't have any women yeah on our there side. were no women it was
1: just three guys on our side and they have like that felt more like building a ford car
0: Right, the assembly line kind of thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, so they were just, like, getting things out of the buffalo, getting organs and stuff, throwing it on this table. And these women were just, like, getting all the fat. And there were different um, buckets. Things were being thrown in. A woman was doing all of the blood. They just combined all of the blood from the animals. She was bagging it. Yeah. Everyone had their, their place.
0: Their duties.
1: And there was no speaking. It was just the sound yeah was like oh god
0: the sound of like a a metal Mm -hmm. tool breaking bone Mm -hmm. something i'll never forget
1: yeah when they break the the leg bones yeah it's it's a lot It one versus like a whole i mean what is it five times four that's 20 legs that we heard like Mm. getting hacked away
0: Mm yeah yeah that was um
1: and then there, the thing that got me was the one there was they did it one by one and then at the end, well not at the end, in the middle, we went over and there was only one buffalo left and he was tied up and I mean he could definitely see what was going on around him.
0: Yeah he was facing the other four yeah. half slaughtered ones.
1: and he just like shit.
0: he shit and he was like, I don't know if he normally does this, but he was like shaking.
1: Yeah, so that was just like oof. Like it was scary for him.
0: Yeah. That that that's the part I think that got both of us. Mhm. Was the fact that they didn't take him out at the same time as the other four.
1: Yeah, he just got left. We and we were there for I don't know, we stood there for like ten minutes maybe and watched.
0: At least, yeah. Yeah.
1: And then we left, so I don't know how far after he was slaughtered.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I guess once they
1: his horns were interesting, too. He had silver on his horns painted.
0: Mm-hmm. I noticed that. I thought it was a duct tape at first.
1: I think it was marking for the owner maybe to know his bu- who his buffalo
0: were. True. Kind of kind of like, well, I was talking about the buffalo like being scared and sh- shaking as he was watching the other um, ones be slaughtered. It was really weird also back on the other side where the one was just slaughtered like honestly like an hour and a half after the initial like hack to the back of the neck took place the meat or like the muscles mm. were still twitching sitting in the buckets uh-huh and it was like what is that called rigor
1: i think it's called rigor mortis, rigor
0: mortis. and it was it was like not only that but like the the insides too like
1: yes the intestines you know it looked like snakes or like yeah. undulating little weird corals
0: i guess it was still digesting even though it was like a separate piece like literally separated from the body yeah it was still doing its thing
1: which is i oh. mean going to science i think that's why we can have organ replacements
0: mm cuz they're like in into- the of the brain. or something. Yeah
1: like they somehow still work. That's something to ask your friend.
0: Yes I can ask Mark.
1: Yeah Mark, Mark can be a guest and tell <laughs> us why <laughs> organs still work.
0: <laughs> he would love that.
1: But yeah that was wild. Yeah. It was flinching.
0: Yeah th- like significantly so you can see it from across like the room. Jello. Like jello, It was
1: like Jello meat.
0: Yeah. That's a good, good visual.
1: Like a massive, a massive bucket of jello meat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: And then, the thing that was so crazy was like it, we, it, it. I guess like the swiftness to me of like going from animal, like so you see this animal in front of you, and then it just turns into meat, and like the volume of the space it took up before versus the space it took up then mm-hmm. and how it was just spread all over the place and all these different buckets.
0: Yeah. It didn't seem, at least to me, it didn't seem like what was laid out on the floor in the buckets equals what was the animal before.
1: Yeah. Like the buffalo take up more space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of weird because it's essentially the same exact thing minus the grass that they flushed down, which there was actually a lot of grass from its stomach mm-hmm. and that was let's talk about smells that was the most smelly part of the whole thing oh
1: yeah that was yes that was the most smelly part for sure
0: the closest to to shit but the other memorable part was just the meat part like mm-hmm. if you go to a butcher like i don't know the grocery store with a butcher in the back that's exactly what you smelled except it was like three hundred and sixty like all over. Like you couldn't get away from it unless you walked away from
1: Yeah, and when we went over to see the five Buffalo, they actually had um incense burning and mm-hmm. there were they were people walking around putting incense out.
0: Yeah. And I'm I'm, I know why because both of us by the end were like feel like our stomachs hurt from that smell, I think.
1: Yeah, and yeah, for sure. I think the smell and just like it's in the air it's flying around at one point we both got hit with god knows what
0: oh like the chunks of bones <laughs> flying <laughs> out and yeah that was not fun for me yeah i don't like that stuff and like i'm i'm glad i did like i touched the stomach and mm-hmm. the other part mm-hmm. um but i i felt like dirty mm-hmm. just from being there in general
1: yeah. yeah it was a feeling of like slimy like
0: and then there's these guys with like their bare hands covered in blood and like their sandals open toed sandals with like blood Mm -hmm. on their toes and they just don't really care
1: yeah there's no proper like there's no butchering outfits they're just wearing their clothes at one point they were an hour in and they just both stopped they lit a cigarette and it was (laughs) time for their cigarette break break, and then they sharpened their knives again and went back to work of like separating more and bagging more
0: yeah yeah it was quite the show I'm yeah I'm glad I did it and I'm probably every time I eat meat now think of the initial acts or I, I don't know at least some aspect of that it's uh it makes you appreciate it but I I mean that being said like I don't want to give up meat or anything like that it wasn't like a traumatic experience for me it was it was eye-opening but um, I'm still gonna eat meat. How about you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not.
1: <laughs> I think, I think I'm still a meat eater. I haven't been like given a plate of meat this morning, so <laughs> we'll see. But I was just like this morning thinking, just like the vi- the visuals of like the one buffalo, and then the other five. And I think just like thinking about that on a massive scale really is, like got to me. And what ha- I don't, I just want to know more of like what happens. I think it, it opened up my eyes and it made me want to know more of like where our meat comes from. Mm-hmm. Which uh, this whole journey that I've been on with food has done that. It's just the more I learn about that and educate myself about where our food our dairy our rice our meat comes from how it gets to our plate i'm curious about learning more and making sure that like the i guess i would care more about like where my food comes from
0: mm-hmm. no i agree after just this one i agree
1: yeah and like knowing that it's properly cared for raised butchered like all of that
0: yeah well i'm sure we'll be hearing more about that in future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You can report back. Yes. Anything else you want to say about the buffalo abattoir in Laos? Specifically I Luang Prabang?
1: I once in a lifetime experience, that's for sure.
0: You ain't going back? I
1: ain't going back. <laughs> Except How in the U.S. We? Yeah.
0: To a, to a bigger one.
1: Yeah. So either the U.S. or some other Western country.
0: hmm Stay tuned for that episode. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note.
1: We're going to go eat a salad. <laughs> a salad with no, no meat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll save the meat for dinner. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, let us know.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: See ya. Ciao.